industry-leading, difference-making, tomorrow-shaping, world-changing. These are a few of the adjectives people use to describe the technologies and companies Deloitte works with day in and day out. Join us, and soon those very same adjectives could describe your career too. Explore technology careers at Deloitte.com slash techcareers and make an impact on business, technology, and society while engineering your future. At Deloitte. College can be expensive, but saving now can help your students save later. Give your child's college savings a boost by registering for a chance at one of 25 $1,000 savings plan deposits for 6th through 12th graders. Sign up today at iowastudentloan.org slash register. Look for the Save Now, Save Later giveaway under the scholarships page. Log on and register today. That's iowastudentloan.org. You're listening to Mile High Insiders with Nick Kendall and Luke Patterson. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. Now, it's time to find out what's going on behind the walls of UC Health Training Center. What's going on, Broncos country? It is Wednesday night, 6 p.m. Mountain-ish. Thank you for bearing with us. Technical difficulties for a few minutes, but... uh, yeah, welcome to MHI, guys. Thomas Hall is joining me, yours truly, Luke Patterson, tonight on MHI as Nick Kendall. Still, we're going to give those vocal cords a little bit more rest. He was pretty squeaky last night, Thomas. He was he was producing the show for us, and I loved hearing that squeaky voice because I know he's <laughs> feeling better, and uh, we want to get those those reps in for, for Nick, man. We want to make sure that we're just as ornery as ever he was he was doing his private chat yesterday producing and then still commenting on the live stream and he nice. was ornery as hell man ornery as hell that that <laughs> damn nick kendall and uh thomas hall man thank you so much for joining me we've got to chop it up over a couple shows i was with lance yesterday carl last week and i love being nice. able to rock with you guys and talk to all of our guests all of our hosts all of our writers and what better than the kick f kick off mhi with the with the co-host of mhi tonight thomas hall what's up buddy <laughs> not much how you doing i uh i uh, just got back from traveling so it's been uh, it's been a long couple days uh you know how flights are they yeah. tend to uh tend to be delayed nowadays so i'm um, going on a few hours sleep but i'm ready to go yeah, man, ready to rock and roll. You guys can also catch Thomas on Friday mornings for Legends of Mile High podcast. I I like to tend I tend to toss around insults more than compliments, but I did give you a big compliment <laughs> last night, Thomas, and said, "Man, you are the quickest rising star in the podcasting business right now. I don't know anybody that's come up with a podcast that had the success that you have had as quickly as you have." And I mean. Carl Mecklenburg, that's how you're going to start launching <laughs> yeah. a podcast. And then we're going to double <laughs> yeah, down yeah. and go with Bronco safety, Justin Simmons. I mean, good yeah. Lord. Who do you have for us tonight? I mean, can I get in a cell phone <laughs> and just scroll through your texts? Oh, uh, man. I, I, uh, I hope I can get more uh, guests like that. Uh, that was luck. And uh, um, that's about it, I guess. But uh, it was great, no, man. No, Carl Mecklenburg man. had some incredible insight. I uh, love talking to Justin Simmons, great guy with some great insight. It was wonderful. Um, so I'm hoping to get a couple more, couple more surprise names that you uh, don't see very often. Boom. I love it. That's why you're on Mile High Insiders, man. You're our insider <laughs> for tonight. And speaking of uh, support and wonderful and, and just being a superstar, Tanner coming in here. Tanner Holse, Holse, Holche, Holse, please correct me, Tanner, if I'm, I'm mispronouncing it. A huge $49.99 super chat. Nice. And Travis, uh, excuse me, Tanner's just saying, guys, I'm just here showing some love. Broncos for life. Hashtag state of being. Tanner was in the show at 530, Tom, just waiting oh, to throw down his support, waiting to throw down his enthusiasm. And it's called the dead period right now. And I struggle with yeah. that, Thomas. I mean, obviously, yeah. the news cycle is kind of weird, but there are so many reasons for Broncos country to feel optimistic, just like Tanner. Right. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, we got some good stuff going tonight, I think. And you're right. It is kind of the uh, the dead time. There's uh, training camps coming pretty soon. But, um, you know, there's always something to talk about in Broncos country. And uh, we definitely have that tonight. 
Um, there's always, uh, you know, history to talk about. You can, you never run out of uh, good, uh, good topics though, even in the dead time. Never. And speaking of topics, Thomas, I saw that you released in some new articles and ranking Broncos top 100 Broncos oh, yeah. are being, are being ranked right now. Check out Thomas's, uh, latest article at milehighhuddle.com. Please be sure to get over there. And like our guy, Dylan Von Arks, he's been putting a lot of good work out there too on milehighhuddle.com saying what's up Broncos country. Make sure you hit that like button on the way in and subscribe. If you haven't already guys, I'm joined tonight with Thomas Hall host of legends of mile high podcast every friday morning here on mile high huddle if you'd like to get at thomas on twitter that's at thomas hall nfl yours truly at luke patterson lp and our guy scott on the ones and twos and scott like yourself has been traveling it's crazy because we all believe it or not do have a life outside of football just a little <laughs> bit not much because we're all football junkies uh right. but it's cool man to to see you guys on the road you're dedicated Dedicated to your craft. You guys haven't even gotten settled yet. And I've brought you both out here for MHI. It's absolutely awesome to see everybody. Our guy Dale Fleming is in the house, as always. Really Dale. appreciate all your support. Kathy. Kathy was a huge rock star last night on Building the Broncos with Lance and I. We really appreciate you, Kathy. And uh, she's saying howdy to, to Scott, yourself, and I. And then Jeff Noyes. What's up, buddy? Good to see you. Jeff has been a supporter since the beginning as well. Guys, a little bit of support does go a long way. That like and share button really does mean a lot to us. Please be sure to give us a review also wherever you get your podcasts, whether that be Spotify, iTunes, wherever, YouTube. Let us know how we're doing. Let us know how we can improve because we really appreciate you guys allowing us to do what we want to do and what we love to do. And that's bring you analysis, news, everything that is the Denver Broncos. So without further ado, we got to get into something, Thomas, because it seems <laughs> like, yeah, we got to get yeah. into something. We got to get into something. And here's the thing, man. It seems like so many people are praising the Broncos, right? I'm, I'm seeing right. my guy, uh, Adam rank saying they're going to win the division and go 12 and five. Jerry Judy was pro football focuses top breakout candidate of 2022. Um, most improved team. It, it we can go on and on. You get Absolutely. it. Well, today, Good Morning Football is saying that some of the staff on that uh, illustrious team is saying that, hey, hold on, pump your brakes. Broncos might finish last in the AFC West. My ears immediately perked up. Um, I got a little upset, and then I'm trying to figure out, is it just the fan in me that's getting upset because the Broncos have been finishing last? I mean, you look at the Raiders and the Chargers and the success that they had in the 2022 season and the Kansas City Chiefs, six-time reigning division champ. Yep. I mean, that's a hard title to overthrow. But Russell Wilson wasn't brought here to finish last in the division his very first year, Tom. No. Yeah, and that's the thing. That's, that's what uh, the big – when I first saw that, the thing that I – um listen to immediately was the um uh i think it was d'angelo hall uh was saying that uh, russell wilson was carried basically by a great defense and yeah. a great running game and i mean that's yes they've had a great defense in the past obviously they won the super bowl on a great defense when uh russell wilson started early but in his career but they have not had either of those together at the same time since 2015. In fact, they've had some pretty poor defenses, even though they've still got that, uh, Oh, Legion of, uh, boom reputation. And they, they've only been, uh, highly ranked a couple times in the running game since 2015. And, and in fact, their 2020 season, they were ranked 22nd in defense, 12th in rushing. And if you take away Russell Wilson's rushing yards was 513. They would have been 31st ranked. And that's when they mm. went 12 and four. So Russell Wilson obviously carried them uh, to that 12 and four record, which is second best tied for second best in the Pete Carroll era. So to say that he was carried by uh, the running game and defense. Yeah. Maybe early on that was uh, he was, but since then it's been Russell Wilson's team there in Seattle and which still surprised me why they let him go, but you yeah. got to have a lot of optimism in that. Plus, I'll also say his 2020 season was uh, adjusted for era ranked in the top 80th percentile since 1960 of qualifying wow. quarterbacks. So Whoa. he's definitely not washed up and he's definitely not carried <laughs> by anyone. 
No, yeah, I, I've got a problem with that. It, it, Russell Wilson doesn't need to be carried by anyone, period. And you can be a little salty if you're a Seattle fan. I get it. That would, you know, you're a lover scorned pretty much. Right. Um, it, it sucks, but you'll always have those golden years with Russell Wilson. But that Absolutely. time is over, and I feel like maybe – the NFL network trying to get a reaction out of us. And that's what they're doing. Um, sometimes you, you do have to do that in this line of work. Yeah. We don't really subscribe to that here at MHH. We, we shoot it pretty straight in my opinion. Sure. And sometimes a little too straight can get myself into trouble. Uh, <laughs> but speaking of trouble, GLP, Gary leads Palmer. He's a troublemaker. What's up, buddy. Welcome to MHI with Tom, Luke and Scott. Good afternoon, Luke, Thomas and Scott. It's nice to be getting some love from the media now. Go Broncos, let's ride. So Gary's picking up what I'm throwing down, what you're throwing down. On one hand, you're getting the media saying this is could be the best team ever. Uh, we were getting questions last night comparing this 2022 roster with the 2015 roster, and we're going through Hall of Famers <laughs> on that team, potential Hall of Famers yeah. on this team, going through all the what-ifs right now, right? But Gary's exactly right. It's I feel like we're starting to get a little split now. There's a little bit of splinter splintering in the national perspective because it's been nothing but the media darling story of Russell Wilson yeah. as the Denver Broncos quarterback. We are getting a new owner in the Walton Penner ownership group. That owner by Robert, led by Robert Walton, I mean, you're the richest NFL owner in league history. Yeah. You're the 19th richest man on planet Earth. These things are going to have in intense ramifications good things are coming for broncos country and if you don't see that i hate to call you a hater but i don't see any reason to not be optimistic now whether or not tom it could happen overnight in one year that's a different story but to suggest a last place finish in the division come on man <laughs> well the funny <laughs> thing is is it's not like the broncos were three and 14 now i guess the 17 game season uh they were uh five games out of first place at seven and ten they were you know 12 win team they're only two games behind uh the chargers last year so they weren't far off and they had horrific quarterback play last year <laughs> so when it comes to the improving the most important position they are the most improved team in all of the nfl because they brought in a future hall of fame quarterback with plenty of gas left in the tank, still playing at a high level, you can't, there's nobody else in the division who has made that kind of leap in one year. Some have improved. I, I would say the Chiefs didn't improve. They're still formidable. I mean, you got Pat Mahomes, you got Andy Reid, they're still, but they've lost their, you know, top receiver, lost their safety. I mean, they've lost some folks. Um, and yes, the I think the Raiders improved too. Uh, they brought in Chandler Jones, which, which is definitely going to give you an impact. But, I mean, I love Devontae, uh, Devontae Adams, but a wide receiver isn't going to move the needle like a quarterback, and it's a huge gap. So you don't think that bringing in a quarterback of that caliber is going to give you a two, three, four-game boost over the, uh, the previous season? If it, You know, I, I just don't – I don't see why – you know, they, they didn't have much evidence to back up their claim in that show today is all I'm going to say. That's a nice way of saying they're full of crap. I'll go ahead and say <laughs> it. Uh, sometimes this media gig, man, you, you do things for the clickbait, for the headlines. I mean, we love Good Morning Football, yep. obviously. Sad to see K go. But speaking of love, our guy Phil McLaughlin coming in. Phil was a huge supporter last night, as he is, as always, saying good evening, Luke, Tom, and Scott. Well, Luke, some upgrading, getting Tom in to replace Nick. <laughs> Laugh no, out loud. No. Just kidding, Nick. Hashtag let's ride. Hashtag MHH for life. See, Phil knows how we do it. We don't like to compliment each other very yeah. much, Nick and I. We like to throw shade because I feel like that's how you really know you love a guy. Like you really right. got a friend with you because it's that friend who's kind of, you know, a Richard, if you will, that when you have something you're super proud of, he's the first one that's going to point out a mistake. Well, it's because he loves you. He's a little bit of a jerk, but he loves you. And that's what we like to do here on MHI. He is Thomas Hall. I'm Luke Patterson, Scott Kennedy on the ones and twos. If you'd like to get at Tom, get at him at Thomas Hall NFL on Twitter. Yours truly at Luke Patterson LP and Scott Kennedy at Scout Kennedy as well. And uh, yeah, and it looks like Jamie's weighing in here because I thought this was interesting too. And Jamie, thank you for joining MHI with Tom, Scott and I and saying, look, 
they had Melvin Gordon on Good Morning Football right before that. And they literally talked about it. And it was, I, I think it might have been what McCordy or or Hall, one of the DBs. Yeah. And they're like, look, man, Melvin Gordon was here yesterday. And I wouldn't have said this if he was standing here. <laughs> and I'm like, why not, man? I yeah. say all kinds of things about Melvin Gordon. I wish he was here. <laughs> um, but it's I, look, the big thing for me. And when you started talking about, you know, what kind of of evidence do they have? What kind of uh, facts, what kind of reasoning, it really came down to a question as, as opposed yeah. to supportive facts. And that question was, is Russell Wilson a top five quarterback? And everybody seemed to go thumbs down on that. And I'm scratching my head. Justin Herbert, I love the potential. I love the play. But you're exactly right, Tom. When you look at the AFC as a conference last year and the bizarre thing that started the playoffs, I mean, that Chargers-Raiders game at the end of the season, I've never seen anything like it in terms of <laughs> the stakes on how a team could potentially get into the playoffs if this team loses, if the game, the game went to overtime. And, I mean, it was just absolutely insane. So yeah. I think you're hitting – on something when you're saying the Broncos aren't that far off with a five game difference really from 500. And now you got Russ Wilson. Now you got a new coaching staff. Yeah. Uh, come on, man. Like it's yeah. just, for me, it's one of these things where Russell Wilson is a top five quarterback. You bet. I automatically put him above Justin Herbert. Why? Yeah. Because of what he's got on his finger. And that's sure. a Super Bowl ring. And that's just how I look at things. Um, call me old fashioned. Call me old school. Get off your lawn, guy. I'll take it. But <laughs> for me, it's about the hardware. It really is. Sure. And it's interesting because I'm I'm referencing Adam Rank, who I wrote an article on milehighhuddle.com. And he said, look, I think the Broncos are going to win this division and go 12 and five split the division going three and three um that first loss he had to the raiders in week four but interestingly enough adam rank had two three game winning streaks for the denver broncos in 2022 and then only two games where they lost back-to-back -back games so yeah. no more than two games lost that's a huge improvement absolutely well i mean you could if you were to analyze this team and say they could finish last because they have a new coach that's unproven, you don't know what he's going to do. He could be a terrible coach. Uh, but the fact that they said Russell Wilson isn't a top five quarterback or isn't elite, that's where you kind of start to shake your head and say, come on. <laughs> really? Yeah. You're going to say that? I mean, I like I I've told you before that uh, I've analyzed every quarterback since 1960, AFL included. And mm. I adjusted for era. Russell Wilson was one of the very few that have had six top 400 80th percentile finishes adjusted for era in, in the history. He's a first ballot hall of famer. And if you look at the last, if you look at 2017 to now, uh, and you say any quarterback had at least four seasons in there, he's only behind Mahomes, breeze Rogers, Brady. That's it. And then wow. he's top five. There's Hall of Famers. <laughs> he's, yeah, he he's not. I, I mean, they maybe they're looking at last year where he was hurt, and they're saying, you know, looking at his stats overall or something. I don't know what they're looking at, but mm. they're not looking at logic. They're not looking at good, solid evidence. Yeah. So yeah, I, to look, I think they're looking maybe just at the fall of Seattle as a whole. Maybe. And and Gary Leeds Palmer, thanks for weighing in again, buddy. So many good things have happened in the last year for the Broncos. It just feels like destiny. Yeah. MHH yeah. for life. Go Broncos. Let's ride. And on top of it, thanks, we're not Gary. even, yeah, thanks, thanks, Gary. I appreciate that. We're not even uh, talking about the other additions they made. We're talking about one addition. They also brought in other people, you know, so it's not like they just got Russell Wilson and that's it. They improved their defense pretty well on the defensive line, I think. Um, I think they've got young players that are in their second, third year, so they're going to be much better. Um, to just to look at a, at four emblems on a TV screen and say, well, I think uh, – the Raiders and the Chiefs are definitely going to go to the playoffs because they went to the playoffs last year. Right. That's ridiculous. And uh, to, to go down that road like that just boggled my mind. Yeah, it bothers me too, man. Just because, look, I was willing to go so far as saying Aaron Rodgers coming to Denver with Vic Fangio would not only save Vic Fangio's job, but would bring him a potential championship. So sure. I, by that same logic, I mean, if you're just, you want to take away the stats, you want to take away the film. Let's just look at that philosophy. If we could take one of the, the worst coaches that this franchise has seen and 
pair him up with a Hall of Fame quarterback in Russell Wilson, and he's yeah. going to make a Super Bowl run? I mean, that's not a crazy thing to think. So then when you've got new offensive minds, young minds relatively, coming in with Justin Outen, Nathaniel Hackett, I love what you're hearing from special teams coach Dwayne Stukes. Yeah. And maybe that's another thing we need to look at. I mean, the special teams unit has been atrocious for Denver since the early 2000s. I mean, it's I can't put my finger on it. It's like the right tackle position. It's it, right. the right tackle position we can't figure out, special teams we can't figure out, and I mean, we got the quarterback. So you just it's hard to temper expectations because right now we're hearing the Broncos are going to be the greatest thing ever. And then the first bad thing we hear, I think we tend to overreact, myself sure. included, um, just because we're human, man. And that's what we do. Sure. And uh, KB82 coming in. Speaking of what we do, we show love and support just like uh, KB. Appreciate you. I'm so excited to see Cortland Sutton. Jerry Judy, Tim Patrick, and KJ Hamler with a legit quarterback. I can seriously see four guys with seven plus receiving touchdowns. Holy cow, that's 28. They told me math would not be involved in being an analyst, and they lied all the way because I can do seven times four. But, man, dude, that's that's 28 that's touchdowns huge. with just those four receivers. We're not looking at the tight ends. We're not looking at running backs who can catch the ball. What do you think, Tom? I, I think KB might be onto something here. Yeah, that's uh, – I mean, there's – the problem is going to be footballs to go around all four of them. Um, yeah. that's a, I, I don't know. I think you could say maybe an average between those four will be seven. Um, but who knows, man, I, you got, you got a quarterback that's going to deliver the, the deep ball, deliver an accurate ball. I mean, these players have been struggling with subpar at best quarterback play for the last couple of years. Sutton is, uh, coming back second year removed from his injury. I think he's going to have a huge year. I think he's going to be, uh, the star of these four. Uh, out mm. of all of them, I, so does I, Nick. I, I really Nick do. agrees with you, by yeah. the way. Nick and Nick and you are planning your your poll in the, and I think Carl. I think you guys are both there, and you're committed. <laughs> Cortland's going to be your yeah. top dog for the 2022 season. I just love I love his aggressive attitude. I love how he attacks the ball. I love, he's a 50 50 stud. Uh, I just I just love how he attacks the ball. I think he's going to be a, a beast in the red zone this year. I think he's going to have a a career year. Um, I think Patrick uh, may be the one that doesn't see a big spike because uh, he's been pretty consistent. And I think he's been kind of the most consistent player the last couple of years in the receiving core. So um, I think you're going to see Sutton and Judy jump off the page. Patrick's going to be his reliable self. And then I don't know about KJ. I don't know where, where he's going to get all those, all those uh, touches because there's just a lot to go. Not very many of those passes to go around. I'm not saying I know anything, but I've heard rumor that they've got all kinds of special cute little packages for KJ. So watch out. They know that speed kills and gone are the days where Pat Shermer's offense was just pathetic. Now you've got not only a, a couple gentlemen and a whole staff full of men and ladies that understand the game of football, but they love the game of football so much. That they're trying to innovate and create yep. new plays and packages. And that's, what's really exciting about things because it feels like for too long, the Broncos have been trying to play catch up just by chasing right. one position and yep. They're getting further behind because they're going the opposite way in terms of philosophy, culture, uh, getting away from the technology, not having an owner. All these things are starting to clear themselves up a little bit. Uh, I would push back a little. I think Tim Patrick is going to have a really good season. For me, he's my alpha dog. And I don't know what it's going to take for people to realize that this guy's the real deal. No, his 40 time is not the fastest. Uh, <laughs> no, he doesn't command you know highlight reels or anything like that. But he has been old reliable. And it just Absolutely. seems like he's improving each year. I mean, he got paid and you kind of wait after a, especially a dependent position like the wide receivers get paid. And I'm wondering, oh, is it going to are we going to shut down a little? Is it injury? No way, man. So if you're telling me that either Cortland Sutton or Tim Patrick are your top dog, I'm in. Jerry Judy, it's time to get going, dude. It is time to get going. KJ <laughs> yeah. Hamler, same thing with you. It's not me hating or anything like that. It just it is what it is. And we can blame the quarterback play. We can blame the coaching, but tape speaks for itself. And I think that a lot was left on the field for more than just Jerry Judy and KJ Hamler at times. And that's not going to be something that, that Broncos country needs to worry about this year. Effort will no longer be the problem. Uh, yeah, I don't think so, nor uh, a 
coach set back um, with the, you know, stagnant mind and unwilling to budge from his philosophy. So I think that's going to be a, a big change. So <laughs> Karen's uh, coming, you know, coming in swinging, man. Look, she's, she's right there. She's <laughs> like, Fangio would have ruined any quarterback in my opinion. I'd like to never hear his name again. Yeah. Karen, it's pretty crazy how things have changed so quickly. Right. Tom. I mean, like we six, seven years of just wandering the NFL abyss and then right. we're back, you know, like Vance Joseph yep. used to say. And uh, it just it seems like not that long ago, Vance Joseph was the head coach of the Denver Broncos. And yep. you're hoping that not only is the quarterback carousel is over, but that this coaching staff carousel is over. But just like right. the Broncos, the Las Vegas Raiders have a new head coach, a name that Broncos country <laughs> is very familiar with. And I can yes. see it in the comments here. Josh <laughs> Mick. Daniels and uh, we talked about Josh McDaniels Lance and I last night a little bit I said here's the only nice thing I'm willing to say about Josh McDaniels as a man I can respect him getting into that podium and saying he screwed up in Denver he was horrible with how he treated people I think when people reveal their faults and take accountability that's a real rare thing especially in today's modern climate so i'm all about that now talk is one thing are you going to be about it it's easy to spit yeah. that into the microphone but when your team's losing are you screaming at them like thanksgiving right. you're like you be screaming at my guy tyler Columbus, do your job yeah. and quit making bleep up are you gonna you know have you changed are, are we have we grown up what do you think the difference josh mcdaniels can make with with Derek carr truly is is, and then some guy named Devonte Adams. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I uh, I have no no uh, love for Josh McDaniels. So what he did to the Broncos, he tore him down. Uh, Jamie Weisner, I don't want to hear that uh, name. Vance Joseph again? Yeah, yeah, definitely you're, not either. You're but gonna. McDaniels. You're you're gonna because Vance is gonna get another another job yeah, just real quick. He, he like bet. we all know he's gonna get another shot, and I'm wishing him well, but at least Vance wasn't a jerk. You know what I mean? Right. Like McDaniels was an a-hole. Yeah, he he tore the tore the team down for no reason other than his own ego. And if he had not jumped a ship with the Colts when he got that job kind of unexpectedly backed out, I could say, okay, maybe over the years he's kind of changed his ways but i don't know i mean at least this offseason you don't see him uh getting in you know getting in a battle of trading people away and things like that so maybe he has but i mean he's a great play caller don't get me wrong i just find it hard to think that he's uh became a leader of the men all of a sudden so to speak uh after he uh went back to the you know his comfort zone in new england and let uh, belichick run the show so it's hard to say uh, i think he probably will do okay with the with Derek carr um, but you know, like, like we said, it remains to be seen how, how, uh, how he has changed if at all. Yeah. The exit. And that's something we talked about last night, Lance and I, and you're hitting on it right now too. The X's and O's have never been a problem for Josh McDaniels. It's the Jimmy's and Joe's. Uh, it's, yeah. it's how do you relate with guys on, on an interpersonal level? And, um, Tom, we all have business outside of football and communication is still the same as it is here. It's all about delivery. It's about a plan. I'm reading a really interesting book right now by a former Navy SEAL, Jocko Willink, about uh, leadership strategies and accountability and how do you empower people? How do you make them um, not only believe in themselves, but believe in the mission? And one of the, the most fundamental aspects that this book is talking about is coming up with a plan. And I, I think that you're seeing George Payton's plan being executed. He came up with this plan long ago, him and his staff in the in the dark room of, of UC Health Training Center over there where <laughs> none of us yeah. had any clue that Russell Wilson was ever yeah. on this radar. And yeah. whoever says, yeah, I had an idea, you're <laughs> lying because I'm telling you, I've tried more important people yeah. than me have tried to get whispers out of that building. Tom, you've tried. Yeah. <laughs> We're all trying to get the dirt over there. And it's like Fort Knox. George Payton yeah. has got that building completely locked down. We all thought Aaron Rodgers, myself included, based off of things oh, yeah. I was hearing at the Shrine Bowl. Aaron's coming here, man. I, I yeah. believed in it. And then all of a sudden, Russ comes here. So you see this yeah. plan, and you see George Payton putting faith in his guys and then stepping back in his gals and stepping back. And I absolutely love it. Russell Wilson does the same thing. That's the quality of a true leader, empowering your, your team and making them truly believe in the mission. Right. And, and demanding excellence, too. 
I mean, if you yes. the, the all the Pat Bowling days, it didn't matter how you finished the the year before. If you uh, the next year was win the Super Bowl or else kind of thing, you know. And and you've got to you've got to lead with that mindset. And I think they all kind of have that mindset. Russell Wilson definitely he, he it's Super Bowl or bust for him. And I think you know that that changes the game. It's not oh hey maybe we should uh, at least have a winning season this year. It's Super Bowl. I love Lawrence it. Rivera, how you doing? I see you on uh, on Legends of Mile High often. I like how you guys said that we all right, we have a lot of talent and it's hard to get the ball to all these guys. So that being said, should we consolidate and go after some big weapons that can't be stopped even if they know we are going to with a certain play, like seek out certain players and go after them now that we have the players at cost-effective contracts or would that just set us back? Hmm. Well, who are you going to go after is the question. I mean, uh, there's not anybody really available right now. And uh, I mean, uh, you could throw together a trade package for somebody big, but who who would that be? Who's um, I don't, I don't know who you would get right now, who, which team would let a player go. That's going to be better than Sutton or Judy <laughs> potentially. I mean, it, it, I, I don't know. I mean, it'd be a hard one to sell. And then especially you don't have that many uh, draft picks left right now. Right. Yeah, and, oh. and one thing we know about George Payton, any good GM is going to value that rookie contract, right, Tom? I mean, this is something that is just – it's one of the most valuable things. So we could sit up there and say F them picks and laugh all we yeah. want. But, man, when you've got a guy or multiple guys on rookie contracts, that does allow you to spend. And I like where, yeah. where Lawrence is coming from there because – um, I think the Broncos are pretty set right now, and that's a good thing. But one thing we're not for, or one thing we are forgetting as a fan base, as media, as analysts, uh, we can't account for injury. We don't know when these things are going to happen. Uh, we're living in a, a climate that things are getting better with that little bug and everything like that, but it's still around. We don't know how that's going to affect the league. I think things are going in the, in the right direction. Don't get me wrong. But my point is that we just don't know, and we can't account for trouble. We can't account for tragedy we can't account for some of these things and when you have this amount of depth the last thing you want to do is start shipping guys away and i do look at players and and wonder man i wonder what we could get for that guy we all do it we all wonder who we could put on the trading block when we're playing madden and see if we could get our favorite (laughs) player but phil mclaughlin one of our favorite guys I saw that our secondary is ranked eight or nine. Where would you guys rank our receiving core? You're exactly right, Phil. I think Mike Renner put that out, and and Nick had showed that for us yesterday. I had a problem with it um, because they had Miami really up there. I don't think Denver's that far off, if we're going to be honest. I like Buffalo's secondary a lot. But this receiving core is pretty unproven when you look at half of the guys, right? K.J. Hamler and Jerry Judy. You've got the other half that are old dogs, and one of them's been banged up. So (laughs) I think that the national media probably would rank this receiving core pretty low. Uh, And when I say low, I mean maybe 10 in top 10. And I still think that's great. What what say you, Tom? Well, I mean, for me, rankings are uh, kind of pointless at this time of the year because we we never know. But I'll tell you, they have a load of talent. Um, I would take college can be expensive, but saving now can help your students save later. Give your child's college savings a boost by registering for a chance at one of twenty five one thousand dollars savings plan deposits for sixth through twelfth graders. Sign up today at iowastudentloan.org slash register. Look for the Save Now, Save Later giveaway under the scholarships page. Log on and register today. That's iowastudentloan.org. Getting that just right temperature or getting an energy efficient appliance. It's not only about making smart changes today. It's about creating brighter tomorrows with simple steps to save energy. Plus, you'll help protect the environment for years to come. A better world for you, your family, and your community. Get started with rebates and discover what energy-efficient choices can help you power what's next at AlliantEnergy.com slash rebates. Uh, the Broncos receiving core, uh, young, talented uh, group, uh, pretty much against anybody, but they have to produce. And we've made excuses, like you said, Luke, in the past for a couple of them, but I think this year they're gonna they're going to be one of the better units in the league. I think there's a few units on this team that are going to be better than people think. But I mean, the, you got to think about Cortland Sutton last year coming back from that injury. 
You know, he's he's got two now. He's going on three years removed from it. I think he's going to be good. I think, you know, excuses aside, Judy was not used to his full potential, I don't think, and he wasn't getting the ball delivered to him very well. So I think those are going to be some some big jumps. And you know, like you said, Patrick's Patrick's a stud. So, I mean, I would I'd rank him in the top ten um, on paper, but like you yeah. got to produce. And at this point, it's the power rankings at this point in the season. Ranking uh, ranking this units at this point in the season is almost uh, pointless, really. But um, yeah, they're they're a good group. It's tough, man. It's it's really tough. Like you said, these rankings and we got to do what we can on paper to try to foreshadow things that we have no control over that no one has any right. control over. Uh, but I've got some control over saying what's up to our guy, Clayton Heron. What's up, Clayton? Uh, hey, guys, again, two days in a row. Remember, guys, smash that like button and share. First time for this show, Thomas. Keep up the great work, guys. Playing at the park again while I listen. Uh, yeah, it's really cool. Tom Clayton was playing catch with his, his little boy yesterday while listening to our pod, man. And it got me really, got me really like emotional thinking, man, I, I fell in love with sports radio driving around town in my dad's pickup truck, man. And, um, it, it's humbling to know that like people are listening to us while they're spending time with Absolutely. their loved ones, with their family members. And, yeah. uh, your dad, you, you get how this stuff goes, man. Yeah, I that, that's why I do it. You know, I mean, I love to talk and I love to talk football, but if there's no one listening, what's the point? So, it's all, <laughs> you know, it's all about you guys out there listening. And I just hope that I can uh, and we can bring some sort of, uh, you know, insight that maybe you didn't know or, you know, give the old aha moment. That'd be great. Yeah. And I think that's really important, Tom. And, and not only the insight, but sometimes the distraction is healthy. When I put on some podcasts that I like to listen to, whether that be entertainment or music or anything like that, it's to get away from all the craziness, sure. right? To all the toxicity. <laughs> and that's what we have in football. That's why this is a beautiful thing that's why we argue with each other that's why we can get after each other because at the end of the day we're still human beings and it's it's the game that we love i'm not going to say it's just the game because this game has has done so much for me in my life and so much for others that i love it it's the greatest game in the world um shout out to colorado avalanche we'll give them another shout out i know the the parade's being planned for tomorrow but speaking of shout outs zachary peterson coming in here with a very generous 499 super thank you so much zach um Listen to this. What about trading for Deion Jones? He is available according to Atlanta. Yeah. Uh, what are you going to trade for him? I mean, if they're looking, <laughs> if they're looking for a exactly. seventh round pick or something, yeah, why not? But, uh, you know, he's not going to move the needle that much as, as a linebacker, in my opinion. Um, I think, you know, you've got uh, people who uh, might, don't, for some reason, people think Josie Jewell can't play linebacker. I don't know why probably his 40 time. Uh, he's going to be a stud this year. If he can stay healthy, I think he's going to have a huge breakout year where people are going, wow. Yeah. Josie Jewell. And, and, and then why, why would you need another one on the field for passing downs? I mean, we're, uh, we're seeing the NFL go to more DBs, maybe one linebacker um, on there. Uh, so I, I mean, unless it's a super cheap deal, then yeah, go for it. But otherwise, I mean, I, I don't, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't see why uh, to, to go after him. Yeah, Zach, that's a really interesting question. And Zach, please get at Scott too. Scott and Nick, Nick Kendall at Nick Kendall MHH at Scout Kennedy. Uh, Scott also does kind of like our sister channel. Um, Scott and Nick cover the Atlanta Falcons as well. And and Scott's weighing in here with some really good details that make a lot of sense to answer your question, Zach. Uh, Mr. Jones carries a $20 million cap hit this year, cha-ching. And then Atlanta's <laughs> going to eat another 11 mil in dead cap for the next two seasons if they cannot trade him and they'll do it if they can it's an extreme cash dump for him they take anything if you take on some salary and that's one thing i think you're seeing with george payton too man he's a real stickler and i love that he is because he doesn't want to give up that much i mean we talk about the von miller trade and what he was able to land for that and it was a win-win for both sides of course von being able to get another super bowl and now he's with buffalo and everything like that but uh even with the Russell Wilson trade, I was surprised that they didn't get more in terms of players. Uh, they got Noah Fant and Shelby Harris. No disrespect to either guy, um, but the fact that Jerry Judy remained on this roster was shocking to me. Yeah. I, I still cannot believe the Seahawks gave him up for what they gave him up for. I for just, nothing? I, mean, I know. I mean, really, it is for that caliber of a quarterback. I still just shake my head every time I think about like, what 
what what happened why why did they do that they like, threw him away oh, like he was a piece yeah. of garbage dude and yeah, i that's... don't understand it <laughs> i mean uh, the only thing i could figure is maybe it is things got a little lost in translation in the front office i mean maybe. i do know right you've had that you had um the seattle seahawks owner pass away um yeah. within i think the last decade or so so there's still a transition period i know sure. i know a decade's a long time but um for a billion dollar business i mean talk about transition we know transition yeah. all too well with the broncos the yeah. trust uh, all these sort of things we know how messy it can be but like we said earlier tom i mean russ is not the issue russ doesn't yeah. need to be carried russ isn't the issue i think the problem really was uh, and you never see it a team picked the head coach over yeah. the quarterback and i guess you do see it because you saw it in new england right yeah. you saw it with tommy and yeah. bill belichick and mr Kraft well, said all right bill you're you're my bay and i'm riding <laughs> riding with you come hell or high water well yeah. now the seattle seahawks are doing the same thing the difference there though is tom brady was in his 40s <laughs> that's a huge difference you know right. they let him go in the 40s in his 40s I, it was still a mistake because he still had some play good you're play right him, he but... wasn't like exactly prime tom yeah. brady and you're it, yeah you're right there's a huge difference there there is the opposite that happened right here in the mile high city though when dan reeves wanted to choose tommy maddox over a still young john elway and Pat Boland said, I'm choosing John Elway, sorry, and sent Dan Reeves packing. So the opposite did occur here in Denver. And I that's probably why I still sit there and think, why why did that happen? Well, at the, um, well and at the same time, though, you know as well as anybody, being a great football historian, and one of the reasons I love catching your show on Friday mornings, catch Tom on Legends of Mile High podcast on Friday mornings. He's already done a couple shows with Carl Mecklenburg, Justin Simmons. You never know who's going to stop by on Friday morning. Uh, one of the things that I do think is interesting, though, in that aspect is Mike Shanahan. I mean, Pat Boland kind of chose Mike Shanahan in the background of some of that noise with Maddox and, and Elway and him getting chased over to the Raiders and coming back and stuff like that. And there was a ton of internal beef going yeah. on there with, with Reeves oh, yeah. and, and Elway and stuff like that, as any good uh, historian of Broncos country knows. But you're exactly right. I mean, you're this. Russell Wilson, he's not an old man. I think that there's this this notion that it's because it's been a little while since he won a yeah. Super Bowl, what, 2013, that yeah. it's somehow he's got this long gray beard, can't move, <laughs> and is garbage. Right. That is not the case. We were over right. the moon getting Peyton Manning here, and the guy, yeah. we were worried his head was going to fall off That's after right. a hit. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it is funny. Uh, just go back to something you said. Remember, uh, Shanahan turned uh, Bullen, Bullen down, though. He uh, he didn't take the job. That's why uh, Wade Phillips got the job when uh, Dan uh, Reeves right. was For like, one oh, year. he wanted his two years, I think. But um, was it? Okay. he wanted Shanahan to come back. He turned him down. He went to the 49ers, uh, you know, stayed with the 49ers and, and won a Super Bowl there. But going back to uh, Russell Wilson and, and thinking he's old. I mean, this is not the 90s. You know, when Traikman was 34 and he was done. Um, you know, the, the quarterbacks last so much longer and the first five years of Russell Wilson's career versus the last five years. And this is a big, taking a bit of a hit because of last season, that team's only let, lost seven less games in those same two compared five-year periods. So mm. it's not like he's not winning. He just right. doesn't want a Super Bowl. That's all. It'd be still, you know, 12 and four, 11 and five, 10 and six on teams that weren't very good. I'm telling you the Seattle Seahawks <laughs> the, around him just kept dwindling and dwindling away. So, yeah. And Jeff noise had pointed it out a second ago saying Wilson had the leverage to move yeah. on. And that's right. something you're seeing more and more in today's NFL, right? It used to be, right. I remember I was a huge basketball fan, not so much anymore, just cause I don't have time for it really. I mean, this NFL thing <laughs> is a full-time gig guys. I know yeah. <laughs> it's the dead season. It's not the dead season at milehighhuddle.com, man. I'm telling that's you, right. we've got guys and gals, working their tails off to bring you the most exclusive Broncos content. Um, yeah, man, it, it's one of those things where you're seeing the NFL starting to have have some clout with players. Yeah. It used to be an NBA thing, LeBron James, Michael Jordan, you know, that kind of thing. Now it's an NFL thing, and you're seeing guys that started, you know, kind of with Le'Veon Bell, if we're going to be honest sure. a little bit. Didn't work out well for him. No, but I digress. <laughs> Naj, our guy. Naj has been with us since the beginning as well, a very good friend right. of the show. Thanks for stopping by, Naj. Huge, generous Super Chat that helps us keep the lights on here at MHH. What's going on, brothers? I get that Vic Fangio was was a below average head coach 
But defensively, I felt like the defense kept the team in most every game. How do you guys feel about the new staff and how will the D hold up in a stacked AFC this year? So I'll take this one real quick. Um, I'm super pumped for the new staff. I, I like the offense, but I'm so curious about Evero. Uh, Nick and I have just been chomping at the bit to ask this man a question uh, to try to get in his head, try to figure out what his defensive line wants to look like, um, his spacing, his gaps, the most fundamental aspects of defense. I'm very curious about, but what really has me going, and I can't believe I'm saying this, is special teams coach Dwayne Stukes. <laughs> this guy talks like he's a future head coach already, and maybe he's all talk, right? We've done the Brock Olivo thing where he's great sound bites that we can laugh and giggle at, but it's a horrible trash product. Um, this guy's saying, look, I'm not chasing players to come play special teams. You either want to play or you don't, you want a job or you don't. Um, he's telling us into the microphone before they break from, from OTAs, mandatory mini camp and everything like that. He's saying, Sean McVay taught me, you know, I see better than I hear pretty much, you know, be about it. Don't talk about it. And I'm like, Dude, this is a guy who gets it. This is a guy that's going to come up in the NFL and have a lot of success just by that very basic philosophy of holding guys accountable. So, Naj, I am super pumped about this, this coaching staff. You hear energy. Um, that word is thrown around like nauseam, and energy is contagious, Tom. I believe, yep. I believe very strongly in my bones. You're either a person who brings energy into a room or you take it out. It's that simple. There's no ifs, ands, or in-betweens. You need to come into a room deliberate one way or the other. And uh, I'm pumped about it, but what say you? Naj wants to know about the defense. Yeah. He wants to know how the defense is going to look in a very stacked, pass-rushing, heavy AFC yeah. West. How do you think? Uh, I tell you, uh, they're having fun, I think, out there. And that's number one key, whether you're playing in Pop Warner or you're playing in the NFL at the highest level. If you're not having fun, you're not playing to your optimal uh uh, best and I think that's going to be a big thing but I think you're going to see a D that looks like they're not quite as good statistically speaking but they're going to take the ball away a lot more which is that was the Achilles heel for the uh, Fangio defense they just couldn't create takeaways and it cost them they were uh, one of the lowest teams in the league last couple of years on takeaways and maybe that was being a little too conservative because the offense wasn't doing their side of the the uh, work, but they don't have that problem anymore. So I think you're going to see a lot more takeaways and maybe a little more, uh, you know, garbage time stats when they're ahead because their offense got them uh, got them a few scores ahead. But yeah, I think they're gonna I think they're going to do what's important uh, to win, which is take away the ball. Yeah, KB hey, weighing KB. in with a quick yeah with a quick comment man kb's been active in the chat appreciate you so much kb and uh man just rocking with us really appreciate that welcome to mhi with thomas hall and yours truly and scott kennedy um yeah here's the thing he's, he's calling his shot and i love it who will lead in sacks i have bradley chubb at 12 so kb's got a bradley chubb year that we haven't seen since 2018 where he did record 12 sacks as a rookie injuries have just weighed on chubb so heavy his his 2020 season was his second best at seven and a half but can those knees hold up enough for bradley chubb to be the leading pass rusher on the broncos d yeah i i think if he stays healthy he is um, I, but that's the problem I have with both of the starting edge rushers. They haven't been on the field as much as they uh, could have been. Um, I think you're going to see somebody that you wouldn't suspect lead the uh, team, Draymond Jones. He's going to get to the quarterback mm. this year and actually finish it. And he uh, he's not going to have huge numbers, um, but based on uh, other players missing time, he's going to probably have, 10 sacks and lead the team. 10 you man, you and Nick and Carl, you guys love Draymond Jones. I mean, like your love for Draymond Jones is through the moon. And I, while I can appreciate Draymond, I do. I mean, the guy hasn't gotten over six and a half sacks. So we're talking yeah. about doubling that potentially. That would be great. Um, this guy's looking to get paid. I love his attitude, right? He's a hell of an yeah. interview, especially, but this guy was a beast. You're right. Last year, I mean, he was he was coming on. Can he play consistently? That's the thing. Pass rushers. Man, I'm worried. Uh, I'm worried about the Broncos pass rushing unit. I'm yeah. not a fan of Baron Browning moving to the outside. I would have loved to yeah. see him continue his inside linebacker play. Uh, I think Ohio State screwed with him a little bit in, in terms of flip-flopping him around so much inside, outside. Can he pass rush? Just because you can do all these things doesn't mean you should. 
I mean, J.J. Watt right. can throw a beautiful football. I'm not going to play him in there <laughs> at quarterback. It's just not going right. to happen. Uh, you know, even when J.J. Watt was doing those two-point conversions and touchdowns for the Texans, you'll see the Cardinals doing that crap with him. You can't afford to get him hurt. I mean, so right. the cutesy stuff, I get it. This is football, and this is a need because you've got Gregory, right, who's got an elbow issue. We don't know what he's going to look like even in training camp. Bradley yeah. Chubb, who I've talked about his injury history. We don't need to go there any further. Malik Reed who's rather underwhelming. Jonathan Cooper, who I love, Browning's teammate from Ohio State. Right, but I mean, he's, all these yeah. guys have got somewhat of an issue or they're super underwhelming. Nick Benito, I mean, he's the new guy in the building, and George Payton's saying, hey, we got to put tons of weight on him and we need to get him in the weight room. I'm yeah. thinking, oh, oh, well, that kind of is a little underwhelming. What do, you, what do you think about the pass rushers? Are you feeling good? Are yeah. you worried? What would you do to improve it? Yeah, I'm worried just because of health reasons. I mean, like like I said before, Chubb has been injured often. Uh, Gregory has spent more time off the field than he has on, not just injuries, <laughs> but suspensions. Yeah. Um, I mean, really, he's played less games than, than he's been suspended or injured for. So that worries me. Uh, the fact that they moved Baron Browning to edge, if he, he's going to probably push Malik Reed off the team, who's not a great uh, not like an elite pass rusher, but he's got good pass rushing skills. He can come in and provide great depth, but he's probably going to be in a different uniform because they're not going to get rid of Nick Benito. No. Um, so it, it does worry me. I think Nick Benito's issues. Is um, uh, and when I was talking with Carl Mecklenburg, he was talking about needing some counter moves. So uh, if he can develop mm. some counters, he probably can be um, a, a pretty good pass rusher, but you know, he's a rookie. So, it's a there's a question marks uh health is a question marks and being a rookie is a question mark and baron browning making that switch is a uh is a question mark and it also will cause ripple effect you know so you got reed's probably off if he sticks around cooper's probably i mean i loved cooper last year he played off a great story but where's he gonna be you know why move baron browning uh, he was playing pretty well at the inside linebacker position. Why are you moving men, put, uh, pushing one or two other players who were pretty solid depth off the team? Both of those players aren't going to be on the team. Maybe Cooper might make the practice squad, but somebody will pick him up. So maybe, maybe the answer to that question, why move him? Maybe not only need, right, because of injury and stuff like that, but maybe Jonas Griffin was a pleasant surprise they weren't expecting. Uh, I mean, I got to see it. First, before I go there with Jonas Griffin, I think he's a nice player, but they're really pumping him up over there at UCL Training Center, and I'm not calling them liars or anything. They're there with the guy. I'm not. Um, I'm sure he's doing great, but, man, it, could it be Jonas Griffin and, and Josie Jewell? They're like, oh, wow, maybe if we can put Jonas Griffin with a seasoned veteran like Josie Jewell, he can make up some of the athleticism that is missed. But at the same time, you pointed it out. Josie Jewell has this mind, this defensive mind yeah. that is so rare. You can't sideline it. You've, right. He can see things happen and that's where he can get his edge. That's why yeah. he can play in today's league because he uses his mind, the most important muscle in your body, right? Yeah. Yeah, well, and, and he's not unathletic. He just didn't have a fast 40 time. If you look at his agility drills, he was actually uh, pretty darn good. Tom, Tom, <laughs> agility drills. I don't need sure. to look at agility drills. <laughs> agility drills, I can't even say that. Uh, agility drills when I'm watching tight ends burn him, man. Yeah. Or, you know, well, running backs on the Texas route burn him. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what. The, the tight ends are, are better athletes across the board than inside linebackers. So if you're putting inside linebacker on a tight end, you're going to get burned. <laughs> it's just the way it is. You don't, right. you don't want to be doing that. Maybe in a pinch if you have to, unless you're Tampa, uh, but Josie Jewell is, uh, you know, his, his biggest quality is his instincts his read and react ability. He, yeah. He's smart, gets the defense set up. Those, those are what you need from an inside linebacker and his sideline to sideline ability is pretty good for having a four, eight, five, 40. So he's, uh, he's one step ahead, which is awesome. But again, how many how many times are there going to have two linebackers on the field at one time? Not very many in today's league. And Jonas Griffith, uh, man, he put together four great games last year, at the end of the season. That, but that's a small sample size. So we'll see. But you know, that that's another one that worries me with injuries. So if someone if someone gets hurt, yeah. are they moving Baron Browning back? He's set back for uh, another training camp. What, what are they going to do? So that's yeah, a tough one. It's I love that you said that, and I, I've been saying on this show and on other shows that you're essentially getting another rookie season out of Baron Browning because you're taking the man out of the element he played in. He was he had the green dot 
for crying out loud on that defense last year as a rookie. And I I like to kind of describe him as a poor man, Micah Parsons. And that's a really good compliment because (laughs) uh, like while Micah Parsons was a freak last year and everything that he did told you so, by the way, um, it's just one of those things where Baron Browning, yes, he can do it, but I don't know if it's good for him. Time will tell Naj coming in again. Appreciate you joining Tom Scott and I Naj on MHI. Nick Benito kind of reminds me of Shane Ray. I hope his career turns out much different. Yeah, um, yeah, me too, man. Shane was good to me. I've, I've got to interview and talk to Shane on and off the record and um, those wrist injuries and stuff like that and, and just not having really a, a solid foundation in terms of coaching, in terms of what he should have been doing as a player. It was a bummer to see Shane Ray, you know, kind of fizzle out here in Denver. Yeah, it, um, yeah, it is a shame. He was first round draft choice, and you know, kind of uh, borderline bust. I mean, he did, yeah. did provide some good uh, pass rush off the bench, you know, twenty fifteen and and whatnot. But yeah, I I actually um, feel like Benito's got more speed around the edge than uh, than Shay Rain did. Shay Ray, Shane Ray was uh, kind of more of a uh, bully, so to speak, as opposed to kind of one that can, uh, come off the edge quick and bend around the offensive tackle. Uh, of course I, I haven't done a lot of film watching with Nick Benito, so I don't know that for a fact, but he just, from what I have seen, seems a little quicker than Shane Ray. Sure. Um, uh, but you know, there's still, he's still got to put, you know, they're saying he's got to put some more muscle on. He's got to learn some counter moves. I mean, he's a bit of a project in the second round, I guess, from, from what I'm hearing, but you know, you never know. I mean, yeah, the, a bit of a, a bit never of a, know. well, and a bit of a project that might be thrust into a starting role. I mean, let's That's make right. no bones about it. I mean, the second, a second round draft pick is a big deal. It's a huge deal. It's a premium yeah. draft pick rounds one through three are your premium draft picks. You don't have to be an NFL analyst or draft experts. No, uh, but yeah. it's just one of those things where necessity might need to come in there. It might need to be right. a sink or swim moment. And sometimes that's the best learning that anyone can do in, in yeah. life is on the job baptism by fire. You're going to screw up. I was just talking to my kid who started a, a new sport volleyball and she's asking me for a little advice. I'm like, I've never played volleyball. I like to think I can do a little bit here and there, but I don't know volleyball. I said, if you don't know what to do, ask, and then just play hard. No matter what you do, run hard, play hard. You're going to make mistakes and you're going to learn from it. Yep. But um, I, I think you're really going to see that. And Dale Fleming, speaking of playing hard, man, supporting us hard. Really yeah. appreciate Thank that. You. Saying great show, Luke and Thomas. Thank you for the fantastic discussions. Broncos country and Broncos country's rocking and rolling. We got over 115 eyes on us right now. This is MHI. He is Thomas Hall. I am Luke Patterson, Scott Kennedy on the ones and twos. If you'd like to get it, Tom, get it, Tom at Thomas Hall NFL on Twitter. Yours truly at Luke Patterson LP and get on over to the mothership at mile high huddle. If you'd like to reach out to Scott, he's at, at scout Kennedy as well. And yeah, we've, we've been all over the board. We're talking about our Broncos here. The subject really was, you know, where do we think the Broncos do the Broncos deserve to be at the bottom of the division? And of course not. They don't deserve that. Um, the AFC was such a mess last year. I don't know how it's going to be this season, but it's you're looking at the best division in football with the yep. AFC West. You really are. Um, if we want to rank quarterbacks, I would actually put Derek Carr at the very bottom here. And yeah, I think exactly. as teams go, as the quarterback goes. So yep. uh, like you said, Tom, I, I, rankings are tough. They don't mean much, <laughs> especially in the regular season, but it's what we've got right now, baby. It's, right. The, it's the dead <laughs> season, dude. So That's I'll right. take it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. No, I agree with you. I, I think, uh, I think Wilson, but my problem, Herbert's got worlds of potential, but he hasn't really proven everything yet. You know what I mean? So right. I kind of tend to put Wilson ahead. Um, do you know, you know so, offhand who the OC is up there for the chargers? Yeah. I just looked it up, but now I'm dropping, uh, now I'm forgetting his name. Okay. I'll look, look it up, up real quick. I'll look at Joe. Is it Joe Lombardi? No. Um, yeah, it's Joe Lombardi. Okay. He's he's got to be the OC over there. Yeah. So, because uh, that's the thing, too. I want to know quarterbacks, coach. We know what kind of coach Staley is, right? He's got that right. defense locked down. And I am not talking any junk about the Chargers defense at all. Uh, but no, man, I you look at Justin Herbert. And for me, that unproven uh, quarterback with an unproven staff as well. Yeah. I would rather have a proven quarterback in Russell Wilson with an unproven staff. And the one thing we're not looking at too is 
uh, and on paper, any given Sunday, you know the you know the rule. The Broncos don't have a really ex- incredibly tough schedule for the most part. They've got some pretty easy uh, easy teams on there, and they're not going to be a pushover like they were getting rolled by their own division <laughs> every year. They're not going to be a pushover. So even if you take those five easy wins, not saying they're easy because this is the NFL, but on paper they're not. You know, you got Jacksonville, you got the Jets, people they should beat. And you'd split the division, which they probably will, maybe even sweep one. They're at eight or nine wins right there. And then they got six six games to get them to 11 wins. I mean, Ooh. you know, I, I, I still – Six games. Like, six games. They could split yeah, it. And, that's right. And, and be right there, just like exactly. Adam Rank had them going three and three. So, I mean, right. when you're talking the figures – I got goosebumps right now. When you're talking <laughs> the figures and you're like, okay, look like worst-case scenario almost, and they could still limp in, I'm good with that's it. Right. <laughs> yeah, I th- I think I think this division is so tough that 11 games takes it this year. And I think that um on top of it um you're going to be more battle tested going to the playoffs. So who whoever does come from the AFC West should go fairly deep in the playoffs in my opinion because they you know yeah. they are going to whoever comes out of it on top, you know they're a good they're a good ball club. I mean the AFC West or the AFC is pretty tough to begin with, but AFC West especially this 13 uh, straight winning game streak that the Chiefs have against the Broncos, that's coming to an end. That's not yes. happening anymore under Russell Wilson's watch. You got to know it's it's in yeah. his crawl already, and he's not even yeah. a part of that. He's yeah. hasn't lost to Mahomes for, for, you know, 13 straight games. And that's one of the we- reasons he wanted to come here. And he said that. He's like, I want to beat the best. I want to play against the best. He's not afraid of that competition. And Pat Mahomes is there. Justin Herbert, yeah. we think he's going to be there. Only time will tell, but speaking of time, we're just about out of time. Thank you very much for joining me, Tom. This was absolutely so much fun, man. Fun. Um, yeah, anytime we can anytime we can wrap ball, anytime we can joke, anytime we can just um, team up. It, it feels good, man, and yeah, I'm super sure. pumped to see what you've got coming out. Every Friday morning, you could catch Tom at Thomas Hall NFL on Twitter, and he is the host of Legends of Mile High podcast. If you're not sure what that is or uh, haven't given it a listen, I extremely uh, – I recommend it immensely. I, yeah, I mean, it's – it's yeah, man, it's, it's so cool to see – so much success come to friends of mine uh come to our team and then to see broncos faithful show up and see ring of famer show up see team captains for the broncos show up it's a really special thing man and um you can catch thomas friday morning uh for that and then broncos for breakfast those guys will be back um nick has been a little under the weather but we're getting him back in fighting shape so he'll be on the mic and speaking of we're back i think those huddle up boys are are about back to come in the fold uh tomorrow yep. i think chad I think is so officially <laughs> off of vacation it's time for him to get back to work i don't know who approved all that time off <laughs> uh well certainly wasn't me but no man it's been yeah. so cool to be able to mix these shows up man and and like i said tom has been pinch hitting man he hasn't had any sleep neither has scott both <laughs> men have been traveling and working and they're showing up for you guys here on mhi so we really appreciate that bro yeah yeah, thank you very much. I I love being on the show. It's it's so much fun. It's you know my show. It's just me. So unless I have a guest on, it's uh, just me talking to myself. So it's nice to get some back and forth. I really enjoy it. But yeah, I mean, yeah, this Friday's yeah. gonna be fun, man. You should check it out. We're we're gonna be talking. Well, we're gonna do a little Mar- Marlon Briscoe um, oh, tribute respect. for sure. But we're gonna be talking about players from a different era who would be great in today's game so people that were pretty Ooh. good back then but great in today's game we're gonna i've got four that's that i tough. would come up with now that i could be like uh, these are the four that i have but i want to hear from the listeners you know i want to hear them uh, give me their ideas and uh that's that's gonna be fun i think Wow. Talk about a tease. Everyone loves a good tease in life. And that was about as strong as a tease as you can get. Again, check out Thomas Hall on Legends of Mile High podcast. That will be every Friday morning coming up here in just a couple of days. And then be sure to get at the Mothership Guys Twitter at Mile High Huddle. Um, get your swag on if you'd like. Grab a hat, a shirt, a coffee mug, huddleuppod.com. Get your swag on. All of our Facebook supporters, we really appreciate y'all. Facebook.com forward slash mile high huddle up pod. Um, 
again, one of the biggest things that I could say is thank you, Broncos country, because time is the most valuable thing that we have on earth. And anytime you guys are spending that time with us, we truly appreciate it. Uh, be sure to let us know how we're doing. Leave us a review on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast, because uh, we care. We get these reviews, just kind of a peek behind the curtain every every couple of weeks, every week on email. And we do go through them and they mean a lot to us, just like you guys do. So we want to make sure that we're continuing to put out the best content that is out there. None of that subscription-based stuff, no paying to read, pay to play, none of that. We're a healthy distraction. We've got all your Broncos needs from articles to film breakdowns, to podcasts, morning shows, afternoon shows, book club. Uh, I think I got it all covered, but <laughs> this was a ton of fun, man. Tom, we will see you on Friday morning. The Huddle Up Boys are back tomorrow. Broncos country, thank you so much for joining MHI. I'm Luke Patterson for Tom Hall and Scott Kennedy. Let's ride. You've been listening to the Huddle Up Podcast. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration's pushing radical gender experiments on children changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promotes surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.